That would have been a, a perfect start. <laughs> Speaking of, did you just push record? I totally did. <sighs> Guys, it's, it's always very intimidating because Brian pushes record so early. I see. <laughs> Sorry. He's got quick, quick fingers, yeah. It does. Well, you don't want to miss the solid gold. Like, like we, we just missed solid we gold. Did. There we, we did. go. You guys doing good this morning? Yeah. Yeah, we got three so, grandkids pinging around downstairs, and we asked them not to bounce the ball up and down the stairs while we're on the call. So <laughs> you might hear a little. That's totally little, fine. It'll just sound like our home. They're observing, observing birds. Okay. They're observing birds in the snow? That That's when they always come to our bird feeders. I mean, we won't see any birds, and then it snows, and flocks of them come. Wow. Look at that. Well, yeah. hey, I feel like on that note, somehow that'll catapult us into this nice conversation here on this podcast. So, hey, um, Rick, Alice Bush, I'm so glad you guys are here. Uh, I feel like... Um, yeah, welcome to the welcome. Casey Underground podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, spotlight, spotlight episode. Spotlight! <laughs> All right. You two are adorable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We get that a lot. <laughs> well, hey, let's just let's just dive in. I want to okay. know uh, first. We just like to know a little bit of background of uh, who are these you know lovely people that are joining us on the podcast today. So, uh, yeah, and you know, two minutes type or less or more, whatever. Uh, yeah. Who are you people? Why are you? Where? How'd you meet? Where are you from? Tell us a little about yourselves. Um. We met in, we're from Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Are you from Atlanta? I am. <laughs> oh, cool. how about that? Uh, so uh, the only way I snagged her is that we met uh, on the phone set up by a blind date so she didn't see me first. That really helped. That's, That's smart. No, absolutely. That makes sense. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, we, we had a mutual friend, a real crazy friend, and... Uh, so we, yeah, he called me one time right before he was getting ready. He worked for Georgia Power, and right before he was getting ready to uh, go uh, to leave town because of a uh, what a strike. Yeah, a it was a strike breaker. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. So he was go So anyway, we went on one date, and then he left town, and then we like he'd come back once a week, and we. So we, we were kind of old when we met. Mm -hmm. he was, I was 26, I think. He was 29. 29. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So how long have you, how long you guys been in Kansas City? Um, 26 years uh, we've been here and uh, really, really enjoyed it. But when we got here, it was very confusing because people were civil, saying respectful and collaborated and helped one another. So we didn't felt... Didn't cut you off in traffic. I know. You know yeah. yeah. <laughs> what brought you to Kansas City from the southeast? His, his job. Yeah, oh, okay. I was I was totally disintegrating in my old life, and uh, so pretty much crashed totally. And um, I prayed that God would not let me up from off the floor until He told me what He wanted me to do and be and become so uh there was a job offer here and it was it was uh as an editor of a magazine and so alice and i were 
ready for a new adventure. I do much better in a crisis with a new adventure than I do maintaining an old anything. So Preach it. A, yeah, it's mm-hmm. been quite the absolute riot coming here. And I pray pretty much every day that God will keep me crushed. Mm-hmm. I don't want that old me back. Amen. Rick, I remember meeting you first at, uh, at Share the Hope. And, you know, I thought you were this like, just kind of quiet guy, you know, and I find out, you know, Rick, Rick's, Rick's got some passions. I mean, the dude, he, he, he can tear down some walls and he can, God says, go and go. And then it was been such a joy, uh, hanging with you too, Alice. And, uh, and just like seeing you guys kind of be the mamas and papas of a, of one of the share the hope, uh, network. And so let's just dive in a little bit to that. So I know we'll probably tell some of your story out of order here a little bit, but um, I know in the last year or two, you guys have got connected doing some, you know, like even just some homeless ministry, food ministry stuff. Do you guys want to jump in and talk about that first? Yeah, sure. We were meeting with uh, the guys at the First, with the Share the Hope guys, uh, Saturday mornings, and Share the Hope is a group of guys that are coming out of the jail systems and kind of stabilizing themselves and uh, mentoring one another. So that when I first showed up at that thing, we all made the mistaken idea that I was just out of the jail system because I look so pathetic, and everybody (laughs) took me into the middle and prayed that my depression would be lifted. So that was my first experience. (laughs) So, and my depression lifted. So, yay. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, we all... Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And uh, anyway, Jack Kimlin, one of the guys, and Tony Wright, another one, were handing out clothes on uh, Friday's nights uh, for the homeless. And I thought, well, I thought, am I going away? What are you guys doing over there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're whispering. Am I saying so? No, you're doing great. I'm trying to, you know, tell him that I can't hear you very well in the micro or in my my headphones. That was all. That was. Sorry, you can't hear me. That's such a tragedy. It is. I know, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. So, no, keep going. Keep going. I forgot there's a screen and you can see us. Sorry about that. Oh man, I wish you could see Brian's face. That's a scary. So anyway, uh, when when we started uh, working with Share the Hope and also Gracious Promise, uh, one thing I wanted to do was try everything because I wanted to experience everything so I'd actually know something. And so mm-hmm. I've been on this experiential jaunt, and so that's how I got started uh, handing out clothes. And Alice, I said, Alice, you don't want to come hand out clothes, do you? And she said, yeah, I think I do. So that was 15 months ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so and, and, go ahead, Al. Yeah, unpack that a little bit more, Alice, from your perspective. Oh, well, um, I'm trying to remember if I had started going to share the hope before. I, I don't know. I've kind of lost track of, you know, the timeline of it. But, you know, I was, Rick's always the one who, you know, just kind of goes out first. And then I follow along, If you know, as I kind of had the Holy Spirit spirit you know pulling me and he was he was pulling me into both of those um and so i went with him one time to the the homeless and it it was very uh dis 
or the, disorganized the clothing, you know, like people would, they get food and then there'd be this van with clothing and they come over and it was just bags of stuff, you know, mm. so you didn't, you just open a bag. Well, let's see what we've got. So we just kind of took that over ourselves. We just, you know, as, yeah. as our own. So, so he has the, the men's department and I have the women's department in our <laughs> cars, <laughs> but we just fell in love with the people the, that were ministering mm. as well as, as the people that were there that we were ministering to. It was, it's just been uh, wonderful wow. yeah. doing that. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm thinking back on the timeline. So, um, Rick, you kind of get connected with Share the Hope, Share the Hope. That you know, well, you said micro church of guys who've come out of jail and, and addiction, and um, and some of the guys in that world, uh, along with a couple others, kind of helped launch basically what we're talking about now, right? This this homeless kind of food food and clothing, uh, sort of just it was real organic from the ground up, just like, hey, we're gonna go do this, right? And that's that's what I remember. I remember hearing a bunch of just stories of. You know, the, all these people getting in their cars and just driving down, and and uh, and you all, I I remember hearing uh, Jack and Matthew talking about how they they didn't want this just to be something like we just show up, give them things, and leave. It's like we want to talk to them, we want to love them. We, I mean, uh, is, has that been your experience? Oh yeah, and yeah. and and the people on the street, they, I mean, they see that too, because there are groups that go down there that, you know, they stay on one side of the table, you know, they're on the other side and, and they, they don't, but, you know, we're, we're talking to, we know them, we, you know, if they want prayer, you know, we pray with them, we joke, mm -hmm. you know, because that they lead pretty serious lives. So they like some levity and, and fun and, um, yeah, so that's, a, that's pretty much all we did for uh, over a year probably is, is the food and the, and the clothing and, and just getting to know everybody and being a presence down there and, and going every week. I mean, it doesn't matter what the tem temperature is, what the weather's like, you know, they know we'll be there in some form. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like I was like, sitting where I sit, sipping my coffee and reading my scripture stuff. And the Holy Spirit kind of, this is probably 10 months ago, he gave me a big whacking and he said, Rick, this is your new family. Mm. And so wow. it's not serving for, it's not delivering to, it's like, wow, I get a whole new family. So, <laughs> wow, I mean, how cool is that? This this is your brother and sister. And, and a lot of these people are way more transparent and honest than mm. the, the garden variety, Johnson County, Johnson County <laughs> middle class, locked in the suburbs with uh, gated communities folks, which we know a lot of us too. I mean, we're one of us, so it's kind of crazy. God. Yeah, we were just crazy people. Yeah, just I don't know why God extracted us out of that and put us into here, but here we are. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I, I, I want to almost put a pin in the story there, because it's like, the, there's more things that we're going to unpack here of just kind of what God has been doing in that community. But let's like even let's like zoom back, you know, zoom out a little bit again. It's like, OK, how did you originally get connected with basically let's look at the two sides of it. Originally getting connected with Gracious Promise was a jail ministry and share the hope like your original connection there. And then Casey Underground, which 
because uh, you took a, a more intentional step forward a while back of what you know getting trained and stepping more into just the network of itself. So I'd love to hear kind of the backgrounds of both of those. So we were at a we we were at a church that grew from 150 to 7,000 on the west side of Kansas City. And at one time we were doing uh, coat drives and we'd get two to 3,000 coats to, uh, collected to deliver. And the bigger the church got, the smaller the roles that we were allowed to serve in that church. So our impact shrunk as our church grew. And mm. so uh, we felt, I felt like when I retired, what I needed to do was shut up and do nothing until God spoke to me and gave us our new assignment. So yeah. Alice and I were looking for our next assignment uh, very eagerly and slightly impatiently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, um, I, I, we have some friends, that, um, the Woodells, that were... were yeah. Had been telling Dine had been telling Rick for a while that he'd be. She thought he'd be really good in the jail ministry, and uh, so he decided to talk to Mike Farmer. I guess one day, and and uh, and uh, I guess all Rick did was cry or something. And Mike said, "Well, you'll do." You'll do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So, uh, so, but he didn't think he'd be good going into the jails that, and, and so he's, that's when he, he started going to share the hope on Saturday mornings and he tried to get me to go, but I'm not a morning person, so. but then, uh, so I never went with him, but then the uh, pandemic hit and he started having these zoom calls. Yeah. So I'd be in the kitchen while he was on these zoom calls and I'd hear these awesome you know things going on and 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 they were ministering to each other and praying for each other and just you know reading the bible and i i would be crying in there so i'm like okay this is really this cheer the hope is cool so then they started doing it on saturday nights so that's when i started going to that and then from there um we found out, you know, we met Jack and um, and Matthew and, and everybody yeah. and, and started going out. But I don't know, how do we, well, I, I guess Share the Hope was connected with Casey Underground, right? Oh, that you could probably teach us about more than we know. Because yeah. we were kind of experiencing this microchurch before we learned about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're sneaky like that. No, so yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it. Underground, man. We're. I mean, you described that this piece, Brian. Like, what's underground, and then like in terms of the support and just the of the microchurches and everything. Yeah, so the underground acts as a mission agency, as you know now. Uh, we're this little structure that's not a church that's comprised of a bunch of extended spiritual families that we call microchurches, so all this big network of microchurches throughout the city. So we always uh, tell people, think like an umbrella, right? You know, this the big... I love this, that you're missionaries with the underground. And <laughs> well, we get to explain, but we also explain for the listeners, yeah. you see, so this is perfect. We have this umbrella kind of image, <laughs> and if you uh-huh. think about the, the shaft that, you know, hold, that holds that up, right? On one side of that is the organized structure that we work for 
where we train missionaries like you, but also uh, it's less of, I don't know, it's, I feel like it's less about the training and just providing all of the support structure for it. So whether that's micro grants or whether that's helping build a website or um, coaching, ongoing coaching. Shepherd, yeah. 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 So there's a, we're just trying to be a service platform to help you flourish and whatever it is that Jesus is calling you to. So whatever that assignment is. And then on the other side of the, whatever you call it, what do you call it? A pole? I don't know. Whatever the thing that holds the umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side is that decentralized network. So uh, Share the Hope came under the underground as, it already existed as an extended spiritual family in the city. It wasn't like like the underground made it happen. Um, But it was more of a partnership to say like, hey, we want to lock arms with all of these other extended spiritual families and their unique contexts and be a part of this goal of gospel saturation in the city. Uh, and so we, we were just here to say we want to extend coaching and just be a platform for you, build whatever websites we can. We just want to be here to help you continue the work that you're doing among men and their families that have been affected by incarceration or addiction. So that's kind of, I would say, yeah, the— That's good. It's like a lot of people won't even know that KC Underground has a connection with a certain— you know, uh-huh. r- relational yeah. network because because it's not a it's not a logo that we start with, right? Yeah, it's we not... always tell people when we're uh-huh. doing trainings, so we're like, just like you said right there. I love that we have this recorded now. We have actual proof. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> because we always tell people we're like this is probably like fifty to sixty percent of of the people that are quote unquote in a microchurch that ex- experience that extended spiritual family that don't know the underground exists. They just know they're a part of something that is powerful, that uh, it creates that place of belonging for them, that creates that sense of family for them. And then eventually it makes sense to find out, oh, there is something behind this that is propelling it forward, that is connecting it, yeah. that uh, makes it a part of this bigger work in the city. And so in those moments, it's like, hey, did you know that the underground exists for you as a leader if you also have a dream? Which is the beautiful part of the story that I, I'm yeah. hearing. I'm, I've heard your story kind of from Corey and through other angles, but it's like at some point it's good for a microchurch leader or a spiritual parent to say, hey, this organization exists because you may have found life here, but Jesus may be inviting you to own another part of the mission in this city, mm-hmm. which is like what you're saying, like your dream Jesus spoke to you through the Spirit to say, this is your new family. It doesn't mean that you're not attached to the share the hope or anything else anymore. It's just like, this is this new thing that I want you to lean into. Yeah. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. So, I mean, honestly, you got, your guys' story is really, you were talking about almost like three or four things that emerged after you guys were at this place. It's like, all right, God, we're waiting on instructions for what's next, right? And getting connected with Share the Hope. And then can you also walk through a little bit of the Saturday night? I mean, you mentioned it, Alice, real quickly, but just uh, so our friend Chris, who, you know, uh, had spent time in jail and it just has a really cool testimony and this guy did such incredible things in his life. And he wanted to launch a new Share the Hope. Um, and so we started Saturday night. And what was your guys like, just walk us through what that kind of 15 months, I think is what you said. You involved with that for over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Walk us through what that looked like, what God taught you. Yeah. So the first thing was that Coletti brought soft drinks with tons of sugar, 
and the little cupcakes that come straight from Walmart, right? <laughs> so it was like, ugh, ugh. So Alice start baking homemade muffins. <laughs> there oh you my go. Gosh, homemade muffins. So with this blessed thing that we learned at KC Underground, the E is eat. So we've learned to follow this blessed model, which is, you know, it's just so cool. It's uh, what? Uh, bathe in prayer. Yeah, be in prayer. Eat. What Ellen's learned. Uh, yeah, listen, listen or learn. Listen, yeah. listen, yeah. And so, so anyway, we're blessing each other in there because we're a true church. So that's mm. kind of a real cool thing, servant and story. So anyway, uh, I came, I wanted to come along, Chris, because uh, you don't do this stuff in isolation. You don't even do it together. God does it. But mm. there's something about Chris and me that makes for... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but well, um, and and as you can imagine, it's mostly men that go to that, and there there are a few women, but you know, so I was really, you know, wasn't sure why I was there, but um, it 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 they told us that I mean the the people that went said it was they loved having us there as a couple. Because, you know, that just seeing how we interacted, how, you know, we served the Lord and, and worked, you know, I mean, they had just not seen a working Christian couple, I guess, that, you know, we've been married almost 40 yeah. years. So, um, it, you know, because I was really questioning what, you know, why I was going there at first, but um, we have just gotten, it, it, it's a family for us Amen. now yeah yeah and uh just just to see the, and and just to you know be a consistent part of it because you know people have been coming and going too but yeah when i said mama and papa i meant that you know pretty sincerely like you guys had that role mm -hmm in that group. I know it was a significant thing for, for Chris to have you guys there as well. And yeah, just having a, 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 a model of what a healthy relationship can look like, uh, on top of everything else was just su is such a beautiful thing. Okay. So we, we have this where you guys have, okay. Originally getting to share the hope, helping launch and come alongside Chris and this other share the hope family. And, and this whole time God is bringing you guys to a point of like, man, these are, these are our people. This is family. These are brothers and sisters that we're running with. And okay. So then we're, you know, a couple other share the hope guys, Jack, Matthew, uh, we got this, you know, the, the whole free indeed, which was the, the homeless connection and feeding. Okay. So we're back up to that story. And it sounds like God is doing something else in the last few weeks. Uh, Alice, can you walk us through what that has looked like? Well, uh, I, back probably in the fall, I just, you know, well, you know, in, in between all of this, we, we did the huddle. We did those yeah. seven weeks. Of course, Rick got me started on that and he took the huddle and then he took it again and I and I took it with him and we just learned so much mm. in that um about doing the discovery bible studies and um you know like leaning out you know with mm. uh with the the word 
and went with Jesus into the community. And um, so, you know, I, I, you know, that was always on our hearts. That's always our, our heart when we go out every Friday. And um, I just felt God just gave me this vision of doing that and taking the discovery Bible studies out into the homeless community. But I, you know, and, and I remember when I was first talking to Rick, he's like, that scares me to death. That is just, you know, not too many things. He'll, he won't say that about too many things, but that was scary to him. And, and so every time, you know, we, and then we, so we started praying every week, you know, I said, we, we really have got to start praying with uh, Ashley and, and Roger, uh, Ashley started the free indeed and Rogers, her, her husband, um, they just have just recently got married. And, um, so we started praying every week and, um, and, you know, then I said, well, what, you know, I, I kept bringing up this thing about the scary Bible study. I said, we really need to go on a prayer walk, hmm. you know, I said, okay, okay, we'll go on a prayer walk. You know, nothing would happen. I'm like, we really need to go on a prayer walk. <laughs> we really need to go on a prayer walk. And so finally, Ashley's like, okay, Alice, we're going to go on a prayer walk. We're going to go this, this Sunday. And there was, um, <clears throat> so we had been, I mean, we've been praying for that area in Washington Square Park for, you know, this whole year that, you know, God would, would bless this place and use it for his own and um and bind the devil and and all of that i mean there were so many things that we prayed and so we there were there were five of us and a dog that went <laughs> that went on the prayer walk one sunday and uh and it was just so awesome i remember ashley walked up to this homeless guy that was sitting there and she said hey she said if we have a bible study here in the park would you come he said yes <laughs> and um i guess i would so uh anyway i don't know if you want me to go on from there we we decided to so anyway afterwards you know ashley's like alice really the winter time because this was in december that hmm. you want to start a, a discovery bible study in the dead of winter <laughs> she said i just can't get past that <laughs> Do you want to go on? Yeah, so uh yeah, it was super cool and like I might have been afraid, but I'm afraid of getting out of the will of Alice even more. <laughs> Dude, the will of God. No, I the will of I, Alice. God, Alice has a more bite to her than God does. <laughs> Said affectionately, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yes. But anyway, it was so cool. And I guess one thing I would say is we have, and you know uh, Hal Jean Lucas, but Hal Jean and his wife, Lindsay, are friends of ours because they're a part of our community. And so we had lunch with them and asked uh, Lindsay, who had been on... Uh, <clears throat> heroin and halgene that had been on the street how do we how do we get this thing started in a way that it would mean something to the people that come mm -hmm. and so Lindsay said well don't bring johnson county to downtown parks you know mm -hmm. don't Amen. don't make a big production of it just be there mm -hmm. and wow. and she said she also said a lot of these people are coming off hot 
uh, drug-induced highs. So if you want to if you want to bring them in, give them a lot of caffeine and a lot of sugar. So so it's like yes, caffeine so and sugar. So Chris Coletti. Yes. So Chris came and brought his brownies and he brought his. Right. Coke. So, and Alice said, "I'm not doing that. I'm not bringing those sweets." So anyway, that's how her her advice was really spot on. Yeah. Yeah, and and I felt like the Holy Spirit just kept saying, "Keep it simple. Keep it yep. simple," because. You know, we, we talk about traveling light, but going deep, you know, and, mm. and so we really are trying to do that. But we did get a, a fire pit that we're, that goes on propane. So nice. warm us. And, so, and we also have a car full of clothes left over from the night before that if yeah. guys look cold or whatever, we, we can meet their physical needs. But one yeah. thing I, that oh, we do, it, you said, I didn't want to do that, but we have caught, we have hot. Didn't want to do what? That I didn't want to do the food, but I, no, I, I mean, food the, every time. No, I'm talking hot. about all the sugar and sweets that, oh. that Lindsay said to bring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so I actually learned something from a, a podcast, a couple podcasts ago no guys way. actually listening so you'd probably like a little feedback on positive yeah. impact. as long as yeah, yeah, as long as it's positive go for it right now <laughs> Corey, Corey uh has a need to be affirmed right yeah, not so, critiqued yeah absolutely well, so does brian so here this is for you brian <laughs> thank you <laughs> no i'm listening to this thing and it says you know go slow to go fast it's like, okay, cool. And then right halfway through, you said, no, we're going to convert that to be steady until there's a catalytic action, right? Mm. That's super cool. So the the strategic guy in me is going, this is looking cool. So what really happened was we developed relationships over 15 months by steadily meeting people's needs for mm. prayer, for clothing, and for food. So we had this relationship built so that when the Holy Spirit told Alice, let's reach a little further and touch their spiritual lives, it's like we had already done all the groundwork to develop the relationships to just jam on this thing. So it didn't happen overnight. It was God's timing. Mm. And wow. Wow. So good. Well, hey, I've got maybe one big question, uh, and this may be a, you sit on this for a couple minutes of just like, if you could just look back over the last couple of years and just see the journey that God has taken you guys on, um, the fruit that he's bringing in ministry, all these things, like what's one or two major takeaways? Like what's one or two things that God has taught you as you begin to kind of live in this, just, I don't know, this way of, you know, mission and disciple making micro churches emerging. Um, yeah. And we'll uh, maybe end with, with that, maybe hearing from both of you guys. While you sit and think about that, I'm going to give you another minute to think about it. Cause what, like, I know that people have received Jesus because of your ministry and it's probably been some crazy stories that we didn't get to today, which we should do another one with just stories with you guys. Yeah. But like, what I love is, you know, you said you got excited about the missionary pathway and you went through that late, but like intuitively you had already been doing it. Like we need to do a prayer walk. 15 months of just doing relationships, invitation to discover Jesus in the scripture, microchurch emerges. Yeah. Like that is the missionary pathway. You are doing it intuitively of phase one, extraordinary prayer, live like a missionary, plant the gospel. Like that's, 
it's just so cool to hear your story is like if as i don't know yeah it seems like you know 20 years of predominant model ministry for me and you know trying to like catalyze stuff and like this is the simplicity of it it's not fast it's not glorious it's not mm. you know it's not sleek and shiny or whatever but it's like it's it's grinding it out but Jesus put this thing in you and then it's just like the little steps of obedience one thing after another and the simplicity of that pathway that always leads mm. to new disciples and micro churches yeah. all right now you can go <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I you really really said that great because um you know I, I <laughs> I think the the big takeaway for me is to never for one minute think that anything that I'm doing in my own, in my own energy and my own my creative mind or, hmm. is worth anything. Hmm. It's all Jesus. It's hmm. all the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And um, if I ever start, you know, feeling proud or woe, you know, look, look at this that I'm doing. I mean, I'm in big trouble <laughs> because so many times Rick and I had just been sitting there with nobody, you know, on when we, we've gone to the Bible studies and we, we're just sitting there laughing and saying, Lord, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you know, I, we don't know why we're here, but, but we are here. And it, it's just, uh, and and he always, always brings people. Um, yeah. You know, the first time we went out, Rick, and, and Rick's the little person that goes out and starts talking, you know, like he'll see somebody and we're like, okay, Rick, here, take him a cup of coffee, you know, good <laughs> you know he'll come back. Um, but, you know, we had two people, you know, I think we had maybe five the next week, you know, so I mean, sometimes we have, you know, 20 uh, you know, uh, you just, but God always, and it's always different. And if we went with something in our minds about how it was going to go mm. and, you know, okay, if this happens, we're, we're going to leave. I mean, if we had left, you know, one time we would have missed a whole bunch of people that came. Yeah. So, and, and just that little mustard seed of faith, just mm. taking that little step of faith, God has I, I mean, I could go on and on mm, so about nice. all that God has done. So one guy, uh, Michael, uh, two Saturdays ago, committed his life to Christ Amen. in front of the rest of us, which was super awesome. Wow. And the week after that, we had a demon-possessed man show up whom we admonished that he had to leave in the name of Jesus Christ, and mm. so he left. So there's some quite some interesting experiences, but the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was our second demon-possessed person, by the way. And the first one, we weren't sure if it was male or female. It was a confusing thing. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, the thing that really uh, impacted me last year, I like to have one thing to focus on for an entire year because I'm kind of slow. So uh, Jesus said, I am gentle and I am humble and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, so Alice and I are resting in his presence. And when we're not resting, we're out of the will of God. So, so the really crazy thing is the fact that Alice and I are now different beings. 
and our extended community, our family, my sisters, our children, all of us look at us and like, what's happening to you guys? It's like, well, we're a part of a miracle and we've seen more miracles in 15 months than we had in our entire life. So mm. the opportunity to be in his well is just crazy. Amen. So that yeah, being in his well negates any need to accomplish anything at any time ever. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that I feel like that's that is the mic drop moment right there, man. We're just so so unbelievably grateful for your guys' story and your faithfulness and your your willingness just to be present and to be like, all right, God, we'll go where you say go. And I, I mean, truly, I feel like every time I talk to to both of you, but Rick in particular, as we've I've walked with you a little bit more, Rick, is I walk away and I like or hang up the phone or something. I go, I freaking love Rick. <laughs> there's just like there's something like every time we talk, we're just so encouraged about the things that God is doing and just your. Um, the simplicity of obedience, I think, is the thing that, Alice, even you were just saying. Just like, we're just going to do what God calls us to do, and we're not going to do it at our own strength. It's, and it's 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 yielding fruit, man, like really cool uh, fruit. And it's I feel like it even it's just the beginning of this. So, guys, thank you. Your story really, I think, touches uh, so many other people's stories. And so that's what's so great about it is like people can hear it and be like, oh, yeah, you know, like or just being encouraged right where they're at. So. Um, appreciate you guys so much and man, we're gonna have to get you guys back on for like a story part two sometime soon. I love you guys. Right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. Great. Thanks for listening to the underground podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement, that leads to the emergence of microchurches in every network within your city. We'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.